Welcome to Layout, a show about design and other things. Uh, this week, we, after a long break, we come back to talk about, unfortunately, the situation in the world, but then also more design interesting things. We talk about um, Kevin's experience of working from home now. That's interesting. We talk a little bit about behind the scenes and the story of um, how this hand mirror app came to be and the launch of it. And then we talk about the new fancy schmancy iPad OS new cursor. Um, Oh, and then Kevin decides to get back into video games, so we talk a lot about that as well. It's been a while. It's good to do this again. We're back. We're back. Uh, it's funny because I think last time we recorded, we were like, we're back. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it, yeah. I think it, it's been a while, like in terms of weeks since we last recorded. I don't, I can't, uh, I don't know out of the top of my head how long. But I'm sure that it feels longer because, you know, the it past feels like a year has passed. was a year long. Yeah. Now look at us. <laughs> yeah. How are how are you two holding up? We had no idea what was coming. No. no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, given the situation, I'm fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. No symptoms whatsoever. We're, we're managing. I'm working from home. I'm actually doing everything from home because <laughs> we're not going out really nice. uh, except from getting groceries but everyone here is healthy um and we're trying to find some new hobbies and ways to spend the time in- indoors mm-hmm. uh but it's actually been kind of fun like we're discovering this like new habits new routines and trying out new stuff um so that's been yeah we're in, in a weird way like with the most you can make out of this experience like it's been it's been fun how about you Right, uh, pretty similar. Like day to day, it's not that different. I feel uh, that different. I feel like I've been training for this moment all my, you know, years. <laughs> 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 Had a head start working from home and stuff, so it, it wasn't that disruptive to my day to day. But you know, the world is crazy. Uh, if you, I think it's very easy to get trapped into this just endless loop of news consumption, consumption, and just getting stressed out and you know it's i am in a in a different country you know I'm, I'm far from i'm far from my family and stuff and it's it's just it's just a lot not you know apart from your day-to-day what do you actually do but i think it's 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 very it's okay and normal to feel all over the place feel unproductive um you know i think I, i'm i'm going you know i've had ups and downs uh as you probably do like i'm better uh I'm, I'm getting a bit more productive you know slowly this whole thing i'm calming myself down been meditating and shit <laughs> <laughs> uh i've been uh one thing that i started doing uh, a while back is just i limited my news consumption to once a day so i'm not allowed to like check the news more than once a day um that helps but you know it's all in all it's okay i feel like this is definitely not like it will get worse, so I'm trying to brace myself for it. Mm-hmm. But like you said, all in all, you know, I'm okay. We're we're okay, right? <laughs> I very much feel like this episode and maybe the many episodes to come <laughs> layout are kind of like the uh, the episode of the talk show right after Trump was elected president. Yeah, <laughs> we're just like, boy, it feels weird to be talking about trivial stuff like design <laughs> after uh-huh. this thing happened. And it, it's like, in a sense, 
I feel what I feel is like in a sense, like layout and the stuff that I do has never mattered less, but also on the other hand has never mattered more probably. Like I'm sure Mm -hmm. like some people are are, are like, Oh, thank God. Like these guys are back. Like it's a, it's a reason to take my mind off of the news and off of what's going on right now. And like, I do want to geek out over the hover interactions on the, the iPad and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like I think at least for me in the, the stuff that I consume, like I certainly have been listening to a lot of comedy and a lot of, you know, a lot of music and a lot of different things, just trying to take my mind off of it. So mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that with layout. Um, I think there's no avoiding that we'll probably talk about the situation a little yeah. bit because it's just been like so on my mind lately. Not only that, and yes, I mean, for people who listen to the show for a while, listeners know that we tend to talk about what's going on in our life and not necessarily what's going on in design news or whatever. Uh, and this is definitely a part of everyone's life for that matter. So it would be, it would feel a bit hypocritical to not even address it or you know it would feel weird like you said it's a weird mix of on one hand like even my you know work like even (laughs) sometimes i'm like does it matter does this matter you know compared to other things in the world um it's you try to have to balance that with also you need to just like you said keep yourself busy keep doing stuff keep going Try to bring some sense of normality to your life. I feel like that helps. And if people listening to this are like, well, why am I even listening to podcasts about design when the world... It's fair. Like, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, please don't listen to this or any of thing, anything that makes you uncomfortable. Um, for us and for some people that might think this is, you know, helping them, um, just returning to that, some some sense of normality because everything else is so abnormal in our lives right now that if you can keep some of that, it probably helps. Yeah, totally. I have one question for you. Like, are you doing any of the looking at numbers and reading the big long articles of like the predictions and the like crazy number analysis and, and trying to figure out like how do we predict where this thing is going to go and how much it's going to affect us and this whole like, flattening the curve thing and like that whole stuff less <laughs> yes but less uh there's a lot like there's just so much going on that if you go down that rabbit hole it like i i felt physically felt at at times like i'm i was freaking out like there was too much and i started to be really anxious and just and i could sense it usually anxiety is very like uh subtle <laughs> very sneaky but not not this i'm like oh shit <laughs> holy crap this is i'm probably pretty sure my heart rate is like going up this is this is too much uh, and i'm starting to get scared especially reddit for some reason reading reddit comments on like you know the coronavirus uh, subreddit or whatever it's called mm. it's even worse is like people uh and not just like you know a news article like newspaper new york times or whatever it's coming from people like, yes, I felt these symptoms. I, you know, I know someone who died. Or it can be a lot. It can be a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I still keep a track, keep keep a, an eye on on numbers and trends, especially, um, you know, in neighbor neighbor countries and and you know, back home and 
so I am aware. I'm aware of numbers. I've, I've seen, I'm, I'm aware of all the graphs, but I try not to think too much about them because, mm. you know, I think these numbers work better in in hindsight. So, you know, looking at these numbers in the moment, in the present, can freak you out a lot because, <laughs> you know, they, yeah. So, yeah, what, what about you? Is this... I've been, like, fascinated... <laughs> <laughs> looking at all of the these articles and trying to understand what these numbers mean um mm-hmm. and there's one that i would definitely recommend to our listeners which i think is totally relevant if you're into tech and stuff um it's the new blog by uh, kevin sistrom which is the c the old ceo of instagram uh or ex ceo okay. of instagram i don't know how you call it but uh <laughs> um and so he was basically off the internet for a while like after he left instagram uh, and he just came back with this new blog i think it's system.com and the articles are so good and it's about like applying a lot of kind of i don't want to say common things but it's like okay let's apply like these sort of basic algorithms to the numbers that we have and let's try to look at this as a way to see how well we're doing and comparing, for example, the United States with other countries and, and kind of like processing that whole thing. Anyways, I think it's super smart. I don't know if he's right. And I think I don't think he has the pretension of saying he's right. Uh, he's saying, you know, I'm just trying to trying to understand what's going on. But uh, yeah, I've been really loving that kind of stuff. And so... <laughs> Today, I actually tr- started putting together my own little spreadsheet for what's going on here locally and trying to track oh, no. how this measures up with other places in, in the world. And I'm definitely like not super far in yet, but um, I just find that f- for me, like doing that kind of stuff help helps me. And I can totally see how for some people it might totally stress you out. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, it's kind of like, I want to know, I want to see what's going on, where we're at. And there's one thing that's cool is we actually have a bunch of examples of di- how different places have dealt with the situation and what the consequences have been. So, yeah, I just I'm always kind of curious of, of seeing like, can is there something we can predict? And for, for me, I think it's it's probably a way to gain control over a situation i yeah. literally have no control over uh, but i've been finding it really fun so if you if you have any data on uh, the situation <laughs> oh in quebec and canada uh, please please send it to me like I've been, I've been talking to a lot of different people and trying to piece things together because i think the way the data has been reported in a lot of places and i can't speak for around the world but is not very helpful like they're just telling you like a a total number of cases and then they they don't maintain like historical data so you know like how much is progressing and when and how and like how many people did you test total exactly it's like it's always a bit complicated to to sort it out so i'm i'm still kind of trying to just process the information and just see where we're at but uh but yeah like right now here where the way they they call it is like we're gonna we're gonna take make the province like be on pause for it's like a couple weeks so all the non-essential businesses are closed um and uh, yeah people have to have to work from home stay at home 
like try to go out as little as possible unless you go like for groceries and stuff like that um but yeah like they a lot of people seem to be optimistic that that kind of amount of severe measures or whatever uh, are going to only last for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. so i think like two or three weeks more and i don't know if that's true like it just seems too good to be true it doesn't sound true yeah <laughs> so so it's this kind of thing where it feels like everyone's everyone's saying like oh yeah like it'll be fine it'll be fine and i'm like guys like everything that i'm looking at says it's not gonna be fine <laughs> so what's going on am i missing something so we'll see. Like one of the things that I do try to keep in mind is like there is going to be some sort of end to this. Like it can't literally last forever. And this is definitely like a historical moment that we're living through. Yeah. So it's like in a way, yeah, like it totally sucks and there's total totally like a lot of bad things happening in the world. But on the other hand, I'm like this is this is like one hell of an experience to to go through mm-hmm. and then see like how people uh and I think a lot of people are talking about this that it's like the first time potentially in history where the entire world is working together on trying to solve a problem and I think that's kind so of interesting I don't it doesn't feel like we're working together to solve a problem yeah. because like we're all working to solve the Separately. same problem individually <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 you're probably right uh, it was. I sense a little bit of that, like every country for themselves, uh, especially here in the EU, which you know we're all part of a big, yeah, <laughs> uh, a big group of countries. Uh, but it, we just got hit so fast that there was no time to coordinate into. And honestly, no one has help to give because we could, we 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 had to use all the help we have. Um, so uh, the last thing I want to say about this is a bit uh, something that is hopeful. Uh, try to predict this is you know, for the better or the worst, um, a lot of countries had the opportunity to learn about the crisis and and like have a glimpse of the future with what happened in China. China unfortunately got it hit with it first, and especially in the beginning, they had no idea what they were dealing with. Um, they acted really fast. And like today, their numbers are flattening already. Like we're slowly, like we we are seeing the end of it. Also in Italy, uh, probably the second, yeah, the second uh, country that I think actually now is doing the worst. I think it surpassed China in terms of deaths and stuff. Italy is seeing, uh, uh, like the, the their number of reported cases has been going down. So I think we, we've seen the peak. Hopefully, where well, you never know, but. That is like that gives us some hope, and also it's just so frustrating to see all the other countries seeing what happened in these in Italy and China and all, and not doing anything differently. Somehow believing that it will be different in their country, uh, although there's no reason for that to happen. And I'm I'm speaking for the Netherlands, which has been very frustrating to see the leadership here. Just it's not ignoring it, but like they don't they don't they don't want to impose uh dramatic measures like a a total lockdown because it would hurt the economy and would be very you know (laughs) whatever the reasons um and so it it feels like we're we're, we're headed for the same path that unfortunately italy uh, went through and also don't get me started i think the united states are in trouble (laughs) um 
And yeah, it's only getting started. <laughs> so yeah, United States yeah. is growing faster than than the the rate in China. Yeah, and that seems like it's going to be problematic. And like the ones you've seen manage to flatten the curves, use measures that I don't think are even possible in the United States. Like no. there's just not that kind of set up for the government. And and honestly, I, I don't think the people would even accept it. Like, I, I don't know. I think it'd be, be very difficult to, to do those same kinds of measures. So mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch for sure. And then like, <laughs> I don't know if you're, you're saying some of this as like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it started off as like a, a hopeful note, but there's an article <laughs> I read recently just to, just to crush everyone's hopes and dreams. Um, that says like, we're kind of treating this as a, this is a wave that we're going to have to go through and then it will die down. But that's assuming that the virus doesn't evolve and change and, and mutate. Uh, so the same way that like the flu changes every right. year, this could also change. And so even if you've had it, you might not be immune for the rest of your life. Right. Which is like, oh, oh you probably aren't. <laughs> It, it it so what I've been reading, and again, who knows? This is just me, you know, bouncing off information that I've read. But uh, it, it feels like this virus doesn't mutate a lot. It, it stays very uh, consistent, which is good when it comes to building immunity to it and also uh, coming up with a vaccine for it. But again, everything is so new. Um, now we're we're still a couple months in. We're still. Uh, seeing like new reports of maybe new symptoms now apparently like a, a loss of taste and smell is a new thing which would mean that the virus would go it would affect your nervous system which is also very scary <laughs> like we're still learning more and more about the virus as we go you know <laughs> this is a new thing and we're not equipped to deal with it uh, i want to say okay you know what i'm i'm going to jump ahead and i'm going to I have two recommendations for today, but I want to give my one of my recommendations right now, just because I don't want to end on this down note. Um, one of the recommendations for this show is a book called Factfulness. Yes, um, I've heard of this before. It was rec- at some point I, I asked Twitter for book re- recommendations. This was one of them. I actually forget who recommended it. I'm going to try to pull it up and, and I'll, I'll follow up next week. Uh, it, it's a uh, it's written by uh, this. Uh, Swedish uh, statistician and it's fascinating because it just it, it it tells you that everyone in the world has um, like we believe that the world is poorer is less healthy is like it's it's in a worse state than it actually is um, like the book starts by us giving you a random like a questionnaire like you just a multiple choice questions uh, and it's all about like you know what do you think is the child mortality rate in underdeveloped countries today? 5%, 10, no, 30%, whatever, stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's amazing how everyone, um, like we perceive the world being in a worse state than it actually is. And in some topics, the more, um, the more knowledgeable you are about a certain subject, the worse you do, which is fascinating Mm -hmm. The more you studied about something, like the, just the, the worse you perform in these in these questions, um, and so and it's it's it attributed to a bunch of factors, but it's 
it's actually hopeful. Like it, it doesn't give you any prediction, any anything. It's just based on facts. You know, if the title was not <laughs> giving you <laughs> enough hints, it's just based on facts. Like actually, the world we're doing a lot better than it feels like, and especially in these times. Uh, of course, I don't think the author was. Uh, imagining a world like people would be reading his book during an epidemic like this but it has helped me a lot just like look at raw numbers uh i know these numbers are scary i know this whole thing is very scary but like i'm pretty sure if we had a big counter of like deaths uh caused by people that tripped in the sidewalk and hit their head and died <laughs> if we had like a live updated counter of people who died this way it would be really scary and be like thousands and you're like oh my god something has to do something about sidewalks you know this is really scary so you know anyway that book has, has and, has and just so people don't write us look i know the reason why we're not like crazy uh cars killing this many people is that it doesn't double every day okay so we know that you don't yeah. have to oh, no. i'm not trying to minimize the yeah the, what actually is happening i'm just saying that it can be a lot and um this book has been for me who like responds well to just data and facts and statistics like that helps me mm -hmm. a lot <laughs> um it's been it's been it's been good so links in the show notes whatever can we move on nice <laughs> yeah i mean like one thing i was wanted to talk about maybe yeah. and it kind of relates to this but it's kind of in a different angle but i've been working from home <laughs> lately <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is very very new for me uh-huh um, it's been it's been uh, entertaining for me, who's been working from home for five years. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at like the response uh, or like the reaction from people, because right now everyone who can is working from home. So it's like oh, like all of a sudden all these new, um, you know, all these new kids in a block. It's been interesting to see some of the struggles, and it feels like the majority of people don't respond well. They might find it interesting, but like they don't, they don't prefer it. Like they're not being, they're not converted. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to to see where you land on this. Like, are, are you a fan of this or are you struggling? I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> so, um, one of the first things that I realized is, oh God, my life is terrible if I spend my entire days in Google Hangouts. <laughs> It was like the first thing I realized because I feel like after, I don't know, three or four hangouts in a day, I'm just dead. Like I have no more energy. Like it's just so draining for me to be in these meetings and have that constant like, oh, sorry, like we're talking over each other or, oh, you're cutting out. Can you repeat? Blah, blah, blah. Like that whole, that whole bullshit is just so bad. And it also allows me to have kind of back to back meetings, which quite frankly, I had before, uh, but at least I had to basically walk from room room to room, uh, which like kind of gives you you a chance to like take a, albeit very tiny, but still a break. Whereas now like I'm literally, chamber. yeah, now I'm literally just jumping from one thing to the other, to the other, to the other. And I was like, okay, no, this is not working. <laughs> like, I just, I just gonna hate my life if this, this is what it is. So um, it kind of forced me to be even more ruthless with my calendar and like eliminate a lot of things where I was like, Hey, like, it seems like we have a lot of syncs. Like maybe we can cut <laughs> this one. And instead, 
you know, if there's anything specific you want to talk about, then let's book a one-off conversation rather than have something that's more recurring. Uh, I've also shifted a lot of my way of getting information, which is like, I realized that probably was bad all along and it's just like new muscles that I'm developing now. But like, I know that I used to default maybe a little bit more um, to conversations as a way to get information. So sometimes I'd be like, oh, like, I wonder what, like, this team member is, is is up to and, like, how, if we're, like, all aligned on this thing. And I'd be like, oh, well, our sync is, is, like, tomorrow. So I'll talk to people on the sync tomorrow. Whereas now I've been, like, training myself to, like, sync up with people on Slack more and just, like, have more kind of, like, textual updates. And I think as I... How many I'm, reports do you have? Right now I have uh six five six yeah that's like that's hitting the the maximum capacity i would say yeah like yeah more than this gets a lot yeah um and it's like you can do it but you just basically reduce how involved you are with each person which i would not recommend so yeah but it's actually been good like as i've been reducing that kind of amount of meetings that i'm in I think working from home is just really great for deeper focus. And mm. that's what I've seen where like, say I'm reviewing designs or something like that. It used to be like, all right, like we have a design review meeting and then we're going to talk about it in the meeting and that's where I'm going to give the feedback. Whereas now people would send me their Figma link or whatever. Um, and then I just spend time looking at it, thinking about it, on my on my own and maybe i'd like look at it for 15 minutes and then like get pulled into something else and then come back to it and it just like gave me more time to think about things and i felt like my feedback was stronger as a result that it wasn't like kind of in a time pressure that it's like something that i can keep like Mm. hmm i haven't really put the the finger on the right source of the problem instead of like writing something now because now's the time where I have to give the feedback, let me think about it for longer and uh, and come back to it when I have a better sense of like what that, ch- that, that problem is. So that's been really good. I've also been like really enjoying being home. Like it, it's kind of silly, but um, it's, it's making us want to cook a lot more, which is really fun. Like we're trying, we're like cooking some new things that we've never cooked before. And we're like kind of discovering new activities and new things to do, uh, when we're home. And, um, I don't know. There's just something nice about kind of removing the sort of dead time of, you know, wake up, like get ready, walk to work. Like there's a lot of kind of, dead times in, in like the different like transportation from one place to another yeah. even like even from meeting to meeting um whereas now it's like i can wake up and be ready in like 15 minutes and like you know like so i can sleep more <laughs> um i feel like i eat better and i have more energy when i get home i'm actually like even though, I mean, sometimes if I have a lot of, like, Google Hangouts, then maybe I'm a little bit more tired. But still, like, I've been finding myself, like, you know, I stop working and I'm like, all right, like, what do we do? Like, I'm I'm excited to get, like, human interactions because I've been staring at a screen all day. 
Whereas when I was at work, it was more like, hey, I've been like talking with so many people. And then like sometimes you get home and you're kind of like, all right, like I'm a little tired, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's been I think it's been good. I, I, I like the, the idea, at least, of just trying something else out um, that's right. like totally different from my usual routine. And so I think only good things can come out of that, even if like there's there can be some tasks or some things that are more difficult. I'm sure that like in a couple of weeks we'll iron things out and it'll just become the new normal. So yeah, I think I I like have a tentative like thumbs up about working from home. <laughs> nice. You you know how like when when we allow ourselves to be bored a little bit. Um, like magic happens you know mm-hmm. when you're in the shower and then you have great idea uh, or whatever when you allow yourself to be bored your brain kind of like has the room to just grow and fill spaces that usually wouldn't be open <laughs> available to you it just go go places that you usually wouldn't go um something similar like when you when you spend a lot of time at home or when you don't like maybe if you have that hustle the you know or commuting to the office and coming back and then you have to cook and have to make dinner and probably then after you have you know you're going to sit on the couch and watch your your tv show or whatever and then you go to bed and you have this routine and it feels like i need to be at this place now after you know when i get home i need to take a shower i need to cook dinner i need to watch tv i need to go to bed it's like a prescriptive thing and when you were allowed not to be bored but when you were allowed to just look around and see what where what part of the my, what part of the of my home am i going to work from now like because i can't or what like i you 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 find yourself just like exploring the space in a different light and speaking of light like i've realized now that the weather is frustratingly nice um like at this time i know ooh the sun hits this part of the couch mm-hmm. and it's wonderful to just sit in on the floor and like get some sunlight on your face and like if the weather is nice you can open that one window and that cool breeze is cool it's like it feels nice and you kind of explore the space the physical space a bit more and i feel like that's like if you can do that i feel like that's that's awesome that's just enjoying life Um, totally now all things considered it's it's nice yeah switching things up yeah that's that's really nice i'm also so grateful that we were able to move before all of this happened. That's true. Yeah. Because I <laughs> can imagine. I can see a lot of people that are like about to go through this and it's like, who knows? Like, how is this going to work out? We're not sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for us, we were able to like get all set up and everything. Uh, we're still missing a couple of things that we're now like on hold <laughs> permanently, but it's fine. Like it's, we have enough that it, that is set up so that it's good and the view here in this new place is amazing <laughs> and it's super nice. And we actually have like a little balcony, which we didn't have before. Nice. So we can go outside, <laughs> you know, even if it's just like a couple, uh, a couple feet long, but, uh, yeah. So yeah, honestly working from home, it's, it's better than I thought it would be. So speaking of, of, uh, more fun things, <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm um you did something recently Uh and uh why don't you tell us about it okay uh i built a mac app it's called hand mirror um and is the simplest app you can imagine it's a lives on a menu bar 
has one icon. You click on it and you see your face. There's only one drop down. It's the only piece of UI ex that exists. You have like one little pop-up menu thing in where you can switch inputs or quit the app. So far, this is this is the app. <laughs> um, I had the idea for a while. It's just one one of those things. Like, wouldn't it be cool because I've I found myself opening Photo Booth or whatever before joining a call, and I know like Zoom has the option of you know, like seeing your video feed before entering a call. Um, but that option that option is set at the like the host sets that option, and that's not an option that is active on like Netlify calls. Um, so anyway. And I thought, yeah, it would be cool to just click a button and look at the camera for a while. That was it. Uh, I um, I built the whole app in one day. This was one Sunday. And I started working on it like in the morning. Um, around like 9 p.m. the app was done. And, and I was working on the icon, the app icon. More on that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and... And then, like, I spent, like, a week or two, yeah, I think around two weeks, I just sat on it. Um, and then uh, my friend Ryan, Ryan McLeod, he was on the show, um, he helped my he helped clean the code a little bit. Like, I was using a couple of deprecated API calls because uh, that's what I saw in, like, on the internet. But uh, I'm kind of lean, and there's, like, new fancy APIs. Um, so he helped me just rewrite that whole thing to take advantage of that. And then... I was like, okay, you know what? This is this is fine. I'm gonna submit it to the Mac App Store, and I did. And I think a day later, um, the the app was rejected because it's too simple <laughs> to live in to live in the Mac App Store. Uh, and I so I got that the the rejection like it was, I think uh, Tuesday night. And so I was like, well, okay, well, I guess, and I'll I'll have to release it myself. So the next morning, I built the website in like in the morning and around lunchtime i submitted it now this is like the stupidest app like i i feel like i'm becoming a worse designer just like i don't <laughs> I'm, I'm caring less sometimes i feel like i'm just being um like the work that i do in netlify where we're getting to a certain size that you can't just ship whatever you know there's certain quality and there's a, you have to be thoughtful and there's a lot of, you know there's a process and a lot of people working on stuff and it, so you move a little bit slower um break this safe it's just a thing that it's also taking way more time than i thought it would uh and apple keeps changing the rules and so i keep <laughs> rewriting the app <laughs> um and i think i was just a bit frustrated of just not shipping and so this app was a clear example of i lowered my standards um just because I wanted to ship, I didn't care. Like the the app itself is silly. Like I, I never even considered charging for it. Like this is this is the stupidest, simplest thing. Um, so, you know, standards were low. Like whatever just works, it works. Uh, the app icon is like it's so stupid. It's <laughs> it's stupid. It's uh, has my face on it. Um, the only reason why I was even okay shipping an icon with my face on it <laughs> was because. The icon doesn't live in the dock. Like, actually, you you probably never going to see the icon, uh, only maybe when you're installing it. Um, so I was like, well, yeah, whatever. It's it's funny, I guess. Even the website, no one called me out on it, which I am a bit disappointed. The website was supposed to be like a homage or inspired by, let's say, 
2009, 2010 indie Mac app yeah. websites. I mean, I didn't say it's anything just, about it, but I kind of got that feeling too. <laughs> it felt it's a like paper texture. Yeah. <laughs> it was new, but it felt old in a way, like uh-huh. in a good way, though. It felt very like familiar. It I'm felt like I was coming home, way. you know. <laughs> it was it was very whatever. Like this is not great. Um, but it kind of works, although I ship it with a bug, like a known bug. I know that right now if you unplug either a camera or like a monitor, like a display or something, if you unplug it and the app is running, the app will stop recognizing the camera. So you have to quit and relaunch it. Yeah, can you fix I that, know. please? Because <laughs> I've I been can, having this I can plug. fix it. Here's my, here's my dilemma now. Uh, I didn't build a way of like the app checking right. for updates. Because I was hoping that this would just go on the Mac App Store. Um, so even if I shipped that bug, and by the way, I shipped a, a, a another release, another update, um, a point one update. Because uh, initially when I launched it, it only supported Catalina. But my friend Pim uh, was like, hey, I bet I can do that. And I'm like, well, didn't do it. And he <laughs> did in like 30 minutes. Um, so I shipped an update. So the, if you download the app now, it does run on back to High Sierra, I think. Um, but so for me to do that, like fix that bug and just spend more time on it, uh, I want to, I want to build a bit more functionality so that I, I, I have a case to try my luck again with the Mac app store. By the way, I tried to appeal after it launched and I was like, you know, I launched it myself and people seem to like it. <laughs> like, it'd be great. It's on the verge. On the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the verge. Uh, but they were like, yeah, no, please it's too simple so i have some ideas i just want i'm gonna uh, here's okay here's the I, I don't i never said this to anyone but now i'm gonna say it on the podcast so now it's now i have to do it um exclusive i'm <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm gonna build just a simple like preference window preference pane in where you can um change the size of the window like the camera window because uh, in big screens like, you could you have more space if you want so that's that's a thing. Uh, I'm gonna build. I'm gonna add a, a preference uh, that you can. Right now, if you click away of the little popover, it uh, dismisses the view. But some people would like for it to always be, you know, um, always be on. So you have to click the button, the, the icon again to 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 dismiss the, the thing. By the way, that was the behavior that I had during the whole development thing. And then right at the end, Ryan was like. Um, I think I would expect, as a user, I would expect it to close if I click away. I was like, well, fine. Um, yeah, he's right. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I'm still not sure. Because <laughs> there's usefulness in having it always on. Um, if you want to even just have it. So by the way, fun little trivia thing. This was originally called Rear View Mirror. Um, there's two reasons why I eventually decided not to go with that name. First... There's an app called Rearview <laughs> on the Mac App Store. Uh, great app, by the way. It's uh, I recommend people download it because you can do more stuff. Um, it's not a one-click. And that was the reason why I decided to do this anyways. Because if there was an app that did exactly that, I wouldn't build one. But So it's two clicks, and I'm like, well, at that point, it beats the purpose. Um, but it has a couple more interesting features, actually, which is like you can have it on. And then it detects if like other people enter the frame. So if someone is like spying on you, like looking, you know, behind your shoulder on your screen, oh, wow. it will like give you a little alert. It's kind of interesting. 
Um, but so one reason is there's already an app with that name. Second, a rear view mirror, usually you use it to look at things behind you, not yourself. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's why I didn't go with that. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's any questions out of this? Yeah. Well, it's not really a question, but I think you should ship know. the update because I use multiple monitors and it just means that the app is always loading something empty, which kind of ruins the whole <laughs> point of the app to be quick. <clears throat> and so, and so, like, even if I have to, to re-download the thing from the website, like it's not the end of the world. But as a as a user, now that I work from home, I actually do want to use the app. You're right. And I hate every time that I have to <laughs> unplug my my laptop and plug it again that I have to quit and then restart the app. Like, I think it would pro- provide value, and I'm sure mm-hmm. there are new people downloading this app today who could enjoy the, the that fix. You are right. Like, and then if you want to add more features later, then add more features later. But I think that would be that would be very useful. You, you're right. Fine, I'll, I'll I'll try to fix it. Like it's it's annoying because today I don't know. Sometimes you know there's a bug. And you're like, I oh, know exactly. I yeah. don't know what it is. Like I, you kind of know what to do. In this one, I'm not really sure because I'm refreshing the list of available inputs every time you open it. Actually, like you click on the icon. Um, so I'm like I don't anyway like I don't I have to do some investigation I have to do some debugging so it's just I'm <laughs> but you're right sorry nice but honestly it's been really great I really like the app it's a great idea I was also one of the people who would, who would open uh, the the photo booth app every time <laughs> going on <laughs> on a meeting and it's like yep the the FAQ is hilarious I think it's like one major <laughs> feature of this like you should people should go and read uh the entire faq it's really funny uh even down to like the preview image that you've used and everything is just so perfect and so you um so that's been that's been really great <laughs> one question i had that's kind of maybe a, a ner- more nerdy question than anything but why does it open a why is it like a dmg and not just like a dot app file um is it because you wanted to have like the cool background of like you saying like put this in the folder (laughs) (laughs) that's partially the reason i honestly i I haven't even thought about this because i feel like most apps that i download at least just especially back in the day it it was always Mm -hmm. a dmg you always like you you mount the the disc and you install you drag it to the to the folder that's like how i see installing mac mac apps that are not from the mac app store so when i was like okay i can't distribute it in the store i have to distribute it myself i honestly i haven't even considered the fact that i maybe i don't need a dmg yeah <laughs> all right know. cool that's fine <laughs> wow yeah i was just very curious <laughs> i haven't thought about this whoa is it a weird way to install apps or download apps i don't know i just i i like just that the, the dot app thing if you can because i then I just have mm-hmm. the, the actual app and then I can just drag it wherever or just leave it. Honestly, a lot of the times, like I leave, <laughs> I leave apps in my downloads folder for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I'm glad I didn't <laughs> do it then because that way I'm at least there's a higher chance that it will be in the correct folder. <laughs> I know that some apps like have a built-in thing and I know, I think this is like a dependency yeah. you can install. Um that will check when you open an app. It will check if it to see if it's in the applications folder. If it's not, 
it will give you a little alert saying if do you mm-hmm. want to move it to the applications folder um so yeah, yeah. but uh, this is really great oh i was curious about the camera icon okay did you design this icon i did um heavily inspired by ios 6 uh camera icon uh so i posted the the app icon on dribble and i just give a little bit more uh, uh context but so here's like the little easter eggs so the camera icon is heavily inspired by that ios 6 like i i traced over some of the little details um like i tried to replicate it, some of those effects uh to a certain extent and try to make it a bit more like my my own uh the little green uh, led thing in the camera is i color picked from the green led that is on the macbook nice. uh, camera it's on uh and then of course there's a hand mirror uh and then the the like the red curtain background that's a that's a hand that you know that's a little call out to photo booth because photo booth icon has that mm-hmm. red curtain thing with the person on it like honestly if photo booth didn't have an an app icon with a picture of someone's face i wouldn't do this <laughs> um it's just it's just a very lazy job like even the the trace over my hair is not it's not it's not good it's this, this is not good uh one thing that i didn't talk about was the reaction and you mentioned the verge article like the, i'm seriously frustrated that this happened i didn't push i didn't want this to have a lot of attention and i know it's a weird like you know first world problem oh really you got too much too many downloads um but like I immediately when when this got picked up by the version, it was doing well on product hunt. I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, shit!" Like I should have put more work into it. Like you know, I wasn't expecting this to get this uh, much traction. If I knew this was gonna get uh, this reaction, I would definitely like polish it up a little bit more before <laughs> before going live. Um, no, but, I mean I think it's great. I was I was asking about the icon because I was like, "Damn, this is." really nice icon i was like that looks like a professional like someone who designs mac app <laughs> icons all day every day <laughs> just, Fake yeah, it it's really good it. you can clearly see the, the difference of polish in the the camera part and the, yeah. the mirror part <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have to admit that uh but even the menu bar yeah you know the meme of like drawing the yeah, horse yeah, yeah. like starting in the head yeah <laughs> that's it the the, the hand mirror yeah. was the the back of the even horse. the menu bar icon is very nice it's very clever with the little like pixel art on the reflection thanks Just... that icon is a so it's a 22 by 22 icon very small um and i uh, like the 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 pixel art thing that you said for the reflection is, I just drew rectangles like in Sketch, you know, one pixel rectangle. <laughs> it was a very weird way to draw in icons. Usually, I don't do that, um, but I kind of had to. No, my only question was, can you do transparency for those icons or no? Um, honestly, I didn't even try. I exported. This is a black um, PDF, so out of the box supports dark mode and stuff. Um, speaking of dark mode, that was like what took me the longest. Um, like I had to, so the, the, the one UI element that I have in my app is, uh, like I said, the little drop down thing. Uh, it's, it's a native, uh, uh, element. Uh, but this is used usually like, it's the same element that you see, let's say in Safari's toolbar, right? Um, it's the same class of, of popover and, it 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 expects um 
I believe, although this is not written in the Hig, but it, it expects to have a background of some sort, just like you would have in a control bar. So what happened here was the light version of that of that um, um, component doesn't have any opacity to it, um, but the dark version does. So when I would have it on dark mode, like there was not enough contrast, mm. like to because you would have you know the view of the camera behind it, um, and it's transparent in dark mode. Uh, it would look great in in light mode, but not in dark. So. It took me probably as long as it did to build the whole app just to add. Like right now, it has a background layer when it's in dark mode um, just to increase contrast. But that's definitely not a native look right. for that for that component. So I'm struggling a little bit with it. Uh, also, the color of the icon, somehow I can't change it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, that was that was the one bit of UI that hmm. gave me a bit of a headache as a developer. Try to fix that. Nice, but honestly, this is this is super great and great timing, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was part of the motivation to release it when I did, given that everyone's home and everyone's doing yep. video calls now. Nice, awesome. Cool. What else is new? Okay, so can we talk about... Um, can we talk about the iPad thing? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, before we get, dive into the cursor itself, is there any anything else like about the new iPad Pro or the uh, crazy keyboard case? I forget what, it, what they're calling it—the magic keyboard case. I don't know. Do you have anything to say on that? On that or the new iPad? I mean, I don't really care. Um, I think good job on the lidar mm-hmm. scanner. This will be interesting in like I don't know, a couple of years, I guess, <laughs> but. It, it's it seems more of like a technology that will result in like long term improvements to VR stuff, but I don't do a lot of VR stuff. I think it's more of like a test bed for when they do have some kind of lidar scanner uh, in some kind of glasses, and it's gonna come to the iPhone anyways, which I will get. So I'm not running out and changing my iPad. Well, actually, I can't run out. <laughs> <laughs> anymore but uh you know what i mean i didn't place an order for a new ipad like yeah. i have the i forget how old this this ipad is at, at this point but um you know the previous generation like a bit over a year. yeah uh i think i saw like 2018 is that possible i bought it when i was in amsterdam looking for an apartment so this would be october 2018 yeah. october yeah. november so that's that's the one i have still feels really great as fast as I need it to be. Um, and so yeah. it's it seems like it's not a huge revision for the iPad. Um, keyboard stuff is really interesting, I think. Um, I think we could see coming, if you're following, like enough of the people who, uh, who just shared the leaks, you saw that um, 13.4 added a bunch of um, keyboard-related stuff. And so it, it kind of made sense that... Uh, there would be some kind of release that would add either just like adding the support or introducing a hardware device that would have a, a trackpad. I'm curious, are you thinking of getting it? I have to say that given the current situation, it's going to be harder for me to justify the expense, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I, I really do not enjoy um the current keyboard case i forget what it's called 
uh, for two main reasons. One is it, it it just adds a lot of bulk to the iPad, and I don't use it enough to justify that bulk, just carrying the iPad around at home. Um, although I know this probably this new case is going to add even more bulk because I, you know, the the keyboard is the same keyboard or very similar to the ones in the new MacBooks, so it feels like that's that's probably it looks like it has more, you know, parts <laughs> than the the current the current one. Um, so that's one. And second, just the 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 ergonomics of the keyboard, like it's too narrow. I don't know if you feel the same. It's too narrow to to comfortably comfortably type, and also just like the overall, you know, uh, you can't really tilt the iPad, and it feels like that the positions that it sets on, and even though it has two, it's just not. I don't know. Ergonomically, it's not a good a good keyboard to to use. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. So, you know, are, are you? I don't know. So it floats. Yeah. <laughs> so my main problem is I feel like I don't use the iPad that much. Um, and like, well, maybe you don't use it cause you don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, <laughs> this is the arguments I, I give know, myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, and like whenever I do use the iPad, I tend to like, if I use it, I'll use it to like write notes with a pencil. Uh, and in that mm-hmm. circumstance, I don't really use the keyboard. Um, I do find myself using the iPad for cooking and often like pulling up recipes and stuff like that. So... Mm-hmm. It's like, is it worth basically? I don't know how much this costs, like four hundred dollars or something like that. It's like three hundred, I think. Yeah, something to make the experience of searching for the recipe I'm looking for like a tiny bit better. Well, if if it, if it was just the keyboard with this new fancy, you know, better keyboard, backlit keyboard, and even with a new floaty mechanism. Uh, assuming that ergonomics is going to be better. If it was just that, I would say, no, I don't use a keyboard enough. But because it has a trackpad, um, like that will, having that keyboard case will change how I use the iPad, or at least will allow me to use the iPad in more ways. Um, I think that is what's going to bring me over the edge and eventually bite the bullet and get this very expensive <laughs> apple item apple yeah product. i agree like f- for me the one thing that's been annoying is just having to reach out to the screen when your ipad is like say in the in the mm-hmm. cover like it it just that never felt good like say i'm scrolling twitter it feels so much nicer to just scroll twitter on my phone than to do it on the ipad for that reason so like i'm curious to try it which is i think that's the thing that might make me get it <laughs> because it's not like i can just go to the store and try it which i would have probably done but now it's like if i want to mm. try it then i would have to order it so i don't know i'm still a bit on the fence and i'm not making myself like any illusions here like this is not gonna make me use the ipad more <laughs> but it's just kind of like the the nerd in me that just wants to see what it feels like in daily usage and uh i've tried like just for fun pairing my mouse to it just to get a sense and it is really clever like it is cool how they're doing um like morphing the mouse cursor as you're moving things around did did you do you have a trackpad no i don't okay i I tried both the my magic mouse and magic keep um magic trackpad with the with the iPad with the thirteen point four, it is very different actually. Like it's first, of course, you can do a lot more gestures with the trackpad, um, but it feels like this new cursor and this new 
yeah, I guess the cursor function of the iPad was designed with the trackpad in mind, and the mouse is like, well, and it also works with the mouse. Um, gestures, uh, even just scrolling uh, feels way more hmm. natural with the trackpad. Um, so, yeah, I, well, I guess if you don't have one, you can't really try it. But, like, I would say don't base your, like, your final judgment of this feature uh, on the mouse alone. Like, it, mm-hmm. it can be better. It gets better <laughs> if you subtract it. Just, nice. Can you tell that I haven't podcasted in a while? And I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yeah. I mean, it's like the always the problem with the iPad is like all the new releases are cool, but we always know that we're going to go back to not really using it. Um, and, like, there's something I've been thinking about, too. It's like as I'm sitting here, a lot of the stuff that I do is, like, I'm sitting in a hangout call. I'm like writing notes for for a meeting or I'm like reviewing a Figma document. Like none of these things really require a full Mac. Like they're so close to mm-hmm. being able to do it on the iPad, but it's just like not quite there yet. Like I can't have Google Hangouts as doing like a live video thing and also have an app mm-hmm. side by side. Like it shuts down the video feed. Like there's just a bunch of little limitations yeah. like that that just make it kind of annoying. So I think it is like the forever thing for iPad where every time we're like, it's this close. Like it's almost there. And so I think we'll see what happens this year with WWDC and the new releases for iPad OS. Hopefully they do tackle some of these things. Um, they're not hard things to do. Like they're just little like things to to just add like a couple more use cases that we can use it. And then yeah, then maybe it mm-hmm. it, it does become like a useful laptop replacement. Yeah, it, it we've talked about iPad in general uh, before. Uh, it, it definitely feels like it's it's frustrating because we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. We can see how powerful the this hardware is. We can see how like. We have the pencil and the trackpad and the fact that you can take it off and use it just touch or with the mouse now. But we can see the potential and yet like it feels like the software is holding us back severely so that the actual using the iPad is a frustrating effort. Like it's a frustrating experience for a lot of us. Not everyone. Some people love it, right? Uh, some people prefer it. But but it, 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 it does feel like slowly we're doing progress like we're, we're getting closer not at the speed that i would you know wish to see um but the fact that honestly the fact that they introduced uh, apple introduced um this cursor support uh, and and how polished the whole thing and thoughtful the whole thing is it wasn't just slapping a little cursor on top and you could click on and it would effectively tap on that uh, area it was no this was a very thoughtful implementation of this and to release this on a point release honestly at the end of the ios 13 cycle that gives me some hope like oof like if this is a point release can you imagine what a what a for ios or ipad os uh 14 would will bring uh, in effect that also they're bring they're still releasing hardware with a with a keyboard and trackpad and stuff like it gives me hope that i'm i'm sure that apple is aware of all the shortcomings I understand this is a this is a tricky problem to solve, uh, but it does give me hope that maybe you know we're going to chip away at this problem slowly, but 
we will get there <laughs> yeah yeah no this is cool and uh for <laughs> the nerds out there so this is a feature that was worked on by brandon walken uh who's a designer at apple and uh before that used to work on paper i believe did he work up on paper at facebook like so. he worked on a bunch of stuff at facebook like the the new reactions stuff yeah he worked on paper he worked on origami chat heads like a lot of really cool kind of gestural interfaces nice. um so yeah he's just really talented all right so let's talk about the cursor itself um or what they call it, pointers <laughs> Did you get a chance to read the 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 Hig? No, I actually, I didn't. I saw that it existed, but I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. have a chance to read it. There's a there's a link in the show notes. Uh, I I skimmed it uh, and played the animations, <laughs> but there's this one one thing that they the, the they're calling the pointer magnetism. <laughs> it's a f- fancy schmancy way of of saying this, but you know, if for anyone who's seen like even the video of what this cursor looks like we know that the cursor itself morphs to take take shape of whatever target you're uh, uh hovering on um which is again i think it's super interesting uh implementation of this and reimagining of the of a cursor uh but you do know like you we you do see that again they call it pointer magnetism i don't i can't come <laughs> up with a better way of explaining this describing this but like the icon itself whatever element you have selected just feel like it's pulling the pointer to it right to take shape it's it's kind of similar to apple tv's ui when when you're like you know actually the whole thing is very similar to apple tv even like the 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 hover state or the focus state you know you scale up the thing the 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 element although in apple tv there's like a depth to it because the shadow which you don't see on iPadOS, but you do feel that magnetism to it. Like it, it, it takes a bit of force to select a way to move selection to another element. In uh, same here, it's way more subtle. Um, the magnetism isn't as strong <laughs> as in the Apple TV, but it's such a such a cool way. Uh, like they didn't have to do this, right? But it's a cool. Yeah, I like it. I wasn't sure. <laughs> I wasn't sure initially because I was like. Mm. It seems like it. You're trading off a lot of accessibility, basically, by having the pointer morph into the thing. I think, especially on the home screen, where, like, unless you're paying paying real close attention, you can't. Mm. It's pretty hard to tell that an icon is bigger than the other ones. Um, but I think in practice, it's it's definitely not as bad because obviously you're you're not just looking at a static screenshot and you're right. actively like moving it yourself i want to talk about that i'm glad you brought that up yeah okay cool um and there's like a thing where i feel like um with the actual trackpad and i don't know if it actually i'm curious to ask you with the trackpad do you get a haptic feedback when that thing happened like when it snaps to a thing because i obviously can't get that on a mouse but it gave me the feeling of like hey if it had haptic feedback it would be feel really awesome pretty sure it doesn't let me try oh, okay interesting okay never mind sorry uh no it does not have haptic feedback oh see that's a shame I, I i don't know about the keyboard case but honestly looking at the case it doesn't feel like there's enough room <laughs> like it's too thin to have a haptic motor even on click not sure oh uh, i thought it did actually no really i don't know hey here's an, int- an interesting uh, observation though 
Um, the default behavior, if you if you pair a magic tree, uh, trackpad, um, tap to click is uh, uh, off by default, which was kind of hmm. odd, especially on the touch screen. I, I don't know. I'm used to touching. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's not that interesting. But I turned that on immediately. <laughs> nice. You can um, be a tap to click can I, wizard. So, can, can I touch on that? Um, you were pointing out that looking at a static Im- image um, of like a selected element, you you use the home screen as an example. So if you hover on an icon, you know it just scales up the icon for like by point two or whatever point one, uh, and you were like, "That's not. It's not super obvious um, that an element is what are we calling it? Hover focused? Whatever. I'm going to use focused." Um, and I was thinking about that, like, because that's. You know, the, I, I agreed from looking at the static images and, and even the videos of people using it, like, that's not super obvious. Um, but then I thought, like, th- the cursor on a Mac or a computer, I would say it's kind of similar, actually, like if you, especially if you have a big monitor. Um, so much so that, you know, what Apple released that feature, if you shake the mouse, the, the, the cursor will grow. Because, like, yeah, people can't find their freaking mouse cursors because... It's so small um, that, yeah, b- people can't find it unless they move it. Um, like, that's the first thing I do when I get on my computer. I move the mouse to see where it is. Uh, I can't immediately point it out. Um, so I thought, you know what, that maybe it's it's okay to expect, like, sure, if you look at a static image, don't, you know, you're probably not going to find it. But the point is we expect users to move it. And also, I just checked. So if you hover on a thing and you focus an icon on the springboard if you like uh if you lift your finger like a couple seconds in and it it cancels that that hover that focus mm. state it goes back to the flat normal uh screen so it's also you know they're not even accounting for that like hey if you're not moving your cursor the cursor doesn't exist right <laughs> which is an interesting choice hmm cool yeah I'm I'm very curious to try it with the the keyboard. Like that's why I'll probably end up end up buying it, and then we'll see if I keep it or return it. But uh, yeah, I'm curious enough to want to try it. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, and uh, by the way, to be I guess relevant for the this audience, of course, the first thing I tried to do when I installed um, the new update was to try Figma. <laughs> <laughs> Figma has always been that one thing. Um, like when 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 was it iPad? Yeah, iPad was thirteen. Uh, when it was in beta, people found out that there is the new accessibility mode where you could have this cursor, which was a you know a very different implementation of this. Is definitely an accessibility um, take on on this. But we were like, oh my god, if you can use a mouse or in a trackpad or whatever, can you use you know paired with the fact that on the, that same release, um, Safari is acting is like disguising itself as uh, uh, Mac OS's Safari and not, you know, not baby Safari. Um, so like, oh my God, now we have access to the quote-unquote full web, which by the way is interesting that that's exactly what Steve Jobs said when they announced, when he was announced the, the iPhone. We have the full web, not the baby web. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a bigger baby. <laughs> Big baby web. Show title. Um, so anyway, so like a lot of people are trying to, and me, me included, I 
tweeted like, oh my God, iPad, uh, Figma running on iPad. Of course, running with like massive air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> massive. Like it does run in a, in a way that it doesn't deliver you the like view only mode that you would if you open in like mobile Safari. Um, but it's still very crippled. Uh, one big reason why it was so crippled is that you know the current Figma UI relies on hover states and stuff. Uh, if you don't have a pointer that you can hover on things, um, then you know most stuff don't work. For example, a very basic example: if you want to resize a rectangle, uh, the way to do it is you hover on the edge and you get a little pointer thing to drag and, and resize. If you don't have a hover, um, you know a cursor, you can't really access those. Yeah, that 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 functionality. So, of course, with this thing uh, now, with with if you're using a cursor on this new iPad uh, version, uh, you can you can have access to that hover state on the web. So it acts like a normal com- you know computer <laughs> browser, web browser. You finally have hover on a touch screen. Um, so I try to open Figma and use it, and it's still janky, very janky but usable like it's i would say it's capable of quick edits adding comment if you need to tweak a thing or two i tried like to recreate like a card component with a couple like a couple input fields like a form thing i did it of course not as easy not as fast as i would on a computer (laughs) on my mac but it's possible which is you know just 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 reporting uh here from from the field um it's possible, definitely not ideal. Like no one is, you know, dumping their Macs to go full on iPad now. Uh, if you work on Figma, but you know, it's now we're getting closer again, chipping away at this problem. Cool. I think that's enough iPad talk for for an episode. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do recommendations then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so okay. I'll go with my recommendation because did you? I think you have. Two recommendations. All right, so you also have our. Do you have the show notes? I do, but I'm not looking at them. <laughs> um, okay. So, what I wanted to recommend this week is an app that I think I knew about for a long time, but I just never downloaded, <laughs> never installed. Um, I, and it's not because I like didn't recognize its value. It's just like I didn't. I wasn't really in a in a situation where I had that problem, and so it's kind of like, oh yeah, like for people who have that problem, like that's kind of cool. Um, <laughs> but now I am this person because I'm working from home, and one of the things that I have to do a lot is joining Hangouts. And um, when I'm in the office, like a lot of the times I'm going to be in a meeting room, so I'll just like press on the TV and then just select whatever is the first meeting is likely the meeting that I'm in. Here, I'm on my computer and having to like go to my calendar, find what the current calendar event, click on it, view the detail view, then click on join the hangout and do all of this takes a really long time. And so um, the app I want to recommend is called Next Meeting and it's on the Mac App Store. And it's a super simple app, but it's really great. Uh, I'd say like that and hand mirror like totally changed my <laughs> working from home game. Um, and basically okay. what it does is is it adds the name of your next meeting in your menu bar. So you do need like a fair bit of space in your menu bar. But if you if you have that space, like say you're using a monitor or something like that, um, it's so worth it. So 
it'll tell you like basically when your next event is. So say, I don't know, like design review in five minutes and then you can click it and then you have a, a button that says join Google meet. And then you click that and it opens up automatically Chrome with like the, the hangout. Uh, it also shows you like a list view of all your calendar events. Um, and so you can click and join any of the, the hangouts for those meetings. It's really simple. It's really great. Um, it even shows me, for example, like in a meeting. So right now we're doing layout recording. It says layout recording, 19 minutes left. So I actually have like at all time this visual view of how much time is left in that meeting. So I can know when to wrap things up, uh, like what we're doing now. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's simple. It's great. I think it was free. Um, but honestly, it should be paid because it's, it's really good. Uh, so yeah great app cool 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 cool. uh all right uh so my second recommendation after the book um is a tv show that i am shocked just how underrated this show is not that people don't think it's good but just people don't talk about it this is a phenomenal show it's called avenue five it's on hbo it's a comedy show so i think everyone could you know everyone could use some comedy right now in our lives um it's a very interesting like original type of comedy in where usually comedy shows like don't take themselves too seriously this one is shot and it feels like a very dramatic <laughs> like space drama uh like sci-fi thing um but then it's just the type of humor is so <laughs> it's so different i i we really 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 enjoyed it it's so funny um it stars uh hugh laurie uh dr house himself um also, Josh Gad, uh, Zach Woods from Silicon Valley. Um, anyway, the, the casting is you know, doesn't have a huge, like, big star, big names in comedy, but they're just incredible. They're so good. Hugh Laurie is such a funny actor, and you usually don't see him in comedy as much. He usually does drama. Um, so, anyway, it's a, like a 30-minute comedy show, you know, 30-minute episode thing. Um, it's pretty easy to just binge if you want. That's what we've been doing. We're watching like one or two every every time at lunch. Now that you you know having lunch at, at home, maybe take a break and watch a quick thirty minute show. Um, <laughs> so the the show is like it's it takes it takes uh, place in a spaceship, like a space cruise. It's in the future, of course. Um, they do like you know how we do cruises in the ocean. Well, it's a cruise, but like you know in space, it goes around, <laughs> like goes to nice. Mar to Mars and comes back. Whatever. <laughs> Um, but then actually, I don't know how much I can like consider spoilers, but you know, things go bad, things go wrong and it's an interesting take on like how, like under pressure, how society just breaks down. Like people go crazy if things are not, you know, things are chaotic, I think. Um, so it's, it's anyway, very, 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 very fun show. Um, recommend it. Nice, awesome. I'll check it out. It's like it's it's funny now in this this time. Like um, you asked me because usually we, we record a day before, um, and you were like, "Okay, oh, can, can we record tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I have got nowhere else to be, you know." <laughs> um, but just how much time we have to watch things. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. See. So oh yeah, so now I have time. Kevin. I have so many things to watch. Um, You've been giving me slack to just because I watch so many, t so much TV and so many movies. Do you understand now? 
<laughs> I do. I do understand the life. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, definitely always looking for recommendations for for TV shows. One thing I've been thinking about though is, do you think we might run out of shows at one point? Because no. <laughs> it's not like new shows are being produced right now. Like if this kind of thing keeps going, oh, it's not like like in a year or two. Yeah, like we still have because Netflix still releasing new shows, Apple TV is still releasing new shows, like Hulu's releasing new shows. But at some point, like that's gonna run dry, right? So I don't know. This is just a thought. <laughs> <laughs> but um enjoy the tv shows you've got and it's not like we don't have <laughs> a giant back catalog of things that we mm-hmm. that we can watch but uh there might be a point where we have to to go back to old old shows old series <laughs> interesting yeah um i think the the closest thing we had i think was back in 2008 hmm. uh remember that the writer strike that we had oh yeah um uh, that yeah, that also lasted a couple months, I think, and it just delayed a lot of TV shows as well. Uh, they were in the middle of you know in production. I remember Lost was a thing. I went crazy because Lost was like delayed for a couple months mm. <laughs> in the middle of a season. No way! Um, wow. You had you had movies like Quantum of Solace and where Daniel Craig was writing the, <laughs> the movie. Well, that's just bad. Anyway. <laughs> Ah, uh, cool. By the way, uh, people who follow me on Twitter and anyway, people who are on Twitter are probably like, "Hey, how come you didn't mention Animal Crossing?" Because Kevin is here. You know, like, what Hi. am I gonna say? <laughs> I don't want to be basic and recommend it because I think the internet has already recommended. But yeah, I just, I just want to acknowledge. Shout out Animal Crossing. Okay, we can we um, can do a video game corner here. <laughs> so I ordered a Switch. Oh my god. The guy who who bought a PS4 and played 30 minutes <laughs> got a Switch. Um, interesting. Okay, okay. Why? Why? Because we just. I mean, we don't know how long this is gonna last. We're trying to find ways to keep ourselves inter- entertained, and uh, I think it's not a bad way to do that. We were looking for something that we want to play. Both of us want to play. And uh look, we're not we're not big gamers. <laughs> so <laughs> the the games we want to play are like Mario Kart <laughs> and stuff like that. So we're like, okay, it makes sense Fascinating. to to invest in that uh that platform at this point. Some people when they panic they buy toilet paper, other people buy <laughs> like Kevin buy Kevin buys a <laughs> Nintendo Switch. By the way, did you manage to like, did you buy one already? Because I feel like they're running out of stock. Already. Yeah. Like, I've so heard people who... It should be delivered sometime this week. So... Okay. Cool. Don't know when that'll be. Uh, well, but... we also we also bought another Switch. Um, I had a Switch. have a Switch. But uh, I was playing Animal Crossing on it. And then uh, Deborah also wanted to play Animal Crossing on it. Um, so we had to get another Switch. Nintendo is very hostile when it comes to sharing uh either purchases or sharing uh-huh. like sharing consoles they, they're bad um so she couldn't really play like if you play animal two players play animal crossing on the same system even if you use like different profiles it's a very crippled experience um so anyway we we bought the light which is a very interesting console <laughs> um form factor is just a 
it's way better for handheld, but then again, can plug it to a TV, can remove Joy-Cons, all that fun, fun Switch things. How is um, it better for handheld? Just the, the, the size, it's more compact, uh. it's lighter. Small things as, you know how the Joy-Cons, they have to be symmetrical in a way, at least have the same buttons because it can act as standalone controllers. Okay, yeah. Um, and so it's kind of awkward because when you're, you're using it handheld, the the effectively the D-pad on your left hand, like it's meant to be a D-pad, but it can't be a D-pad. It has to be a four-button layout, just like the the four-button layout they have on the right hand, right? Um, but it's used as a D-pad. So on the light, because you're not going to detach Joy-Cons, the D-pad is an actual D-pad. It's not four little buttons. Um, things like that. And overall, again, it's it's mostly due to the size. It's smaller, more compact, and lighter. It's just more comfortable to use handheld. Um, but like not no reason to, if you have a normal Switch, even if you just use it handheld, to go and buy the light version. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it's a light version. It's, <laughs> yeah. Got it. Uh, interesting. Okay, that that is fascinating. What, what kind? You mentioned Mario Kart, but what what other games are you planning on on getting? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> I literally, all I want to play is Mario Kart, to be honest. But uh, we'll see. I don't know. We'll we'll browse the store. Um, I'm honestly like still curious about <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild that everyone was talking about like a year ago um and yeah i have no idea i'm not into the, i don't think i am into the animal crossing things <laughs> that people are doing mm-hmm. so i don't know we'll see so yeah i'm not sure but we'll we'll find out breath of the wild is still one of my favorite games ever i think it's magical little piece of entertainment uh it's one of those games like at any point which is like if, if you were to ask me hey do you want to play some breath of the wild like Yes, like it's it's just a little sandbox. It's just I can spend infinite time in it. Uh, Animal Crossing, I have to say, I never played it before. Like this wasn't a franchise that I was, you know, a fan of. I never played any Animal Crossing because it came out on the GameCube, I believe. I never owned a GameCube, and then it came out on Nintendo DS. I never had any. Like honestly, the only Nintendo system game system I had was a Game Boy, and I played all the Pokemon in. Um, so I missed the whole Animal Crossing thing. But I know it has a massive fan base. People love it. But uh. Given the current situation and like what that game is and does, it's so chill. It's like meditation in form of game because okay. it's just so calming and it's just like you can't die in the game. It's like you, it's just very passive, simple, like a calming, adorable way of passing time, um, which is very welcome uh, in this, you know, <laughs> in my life right now um so i've been loving it and it's it's okay i have to say this as a designer though here full circle i i you know we managed to <laughs> bring it back to make this relevant to the podcast um it's been uh really interesting to to see like the ui of that game every like little setting screen every little ui is in form of a narrative is in form of writing so you don't go you don't go like menu new game no it's like a it's like a character saying what would you like to do and you have answers, right? I would like to start a new game. I would like to whatever, whatever. I would like to access the settings. Mm, that's cool. Um, it's all like conversation based. Uh, like you don't really have a menu. You have a cell phone. Like you have a phone <laughs> that you can open apps. Like at no point, like it breaks that illusion that you are not this character. Like if you want to, 
uh, like I said, like if you have two players using the same system, it's not really great. Effectively, the player two is like a resident in your island. Um, so Deborah tried that for a while, and then we realized that that's that's no bueno. So then I had to delete her account, her save data from did you, my did game. Did you murder her? <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened? Yeah. And I had to bury the body. It was a mess. <laughs> no, but like, so the the way you do that is in the there's a button that says settings and I was expecting a setting screen, but it was just like the, I don't know what is, he's like the CEO of the company. It's like a mayor effectively. And this is his character. And he's like, Oh, hi. So here, this is a place where you can, um, take care of like business regarding residents and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, did you have options? Like I would like to delete a users or whatever. And it's like, get hey, her evicted. So make sure that, <laughs> This person is gonna, you know, move away from the island. Uh, are you, you sure you want to do this? It's a very conversational. They're going to a state, to a, to a farm upstate. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's fascinating. Fascinating. Wow, that's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in other news, uh, I've also started playing the PlayStation again. Uh, I was trying to find. Yeah. I was trying to find some games, and I had had a tweet that was a bit controversial. <laughs> I saw, but I figured. Here's my thought process. I think my thought process was very sound. Uh, it was like, how do I get a lot of good game recommendations? As like, on one hand, I can ask nicely, but you know, how like will people really like? Will it really catch their attention? I was like, no. And so I just said, I don't think there's any good game on the PS4. And immediately, he <laughs> got so many replies um so it worked so i I got a lot of recommendations (laughs) but i actually think that so my comment and and i I feel like you've got to agree with this that if you're if you browse the the game store on the ps4 that ui is the absolutely worst ui for looking at games It, it looks like it was something that was designed by someone who's never ever played a game before in their entire life you know how people make fun of, of apple for like the game center ui like i feel like it's <laughs> that level of badness but in this case the entire point of this thing is to get games and to play games it's just so awful it like it's bad. It's so slow. It's so it slow. slows. It it like shows you a random sample of games, and you look at them. Some of them are like ten years old. <laughs> and it's just like, how do I find like what are the current like best games? And all the games, it's like, oh, Assassin's Creed. Do you want Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Do you want Assassin's Creed whatever? Do you want Assassin's Creed? It's like I have no idea. Do you want the pre- the premium subscription or the this one includes like this weird bundle and then this one has this weird bundle it's just what a mess it's impossible for me to just go and i'm like i know nothing about this just show me the games that i'm gonna enjoy no like it's such a mess it's really bad uh so i did get some good recommendations that i haven't really checked out yet because i was like you know what I can't find any games on here that I think I'm going to like. And so let me just continue playing Spider-Man, which I had abandoned because I thought it got a little bit boring. Like I was just, you know, walking around the the streets. But what I realized is I didn't get far enough for the action to start because now I've gone past <laughs> oh like a certain point okay. in the game where now lots of things are happening in the story and it's much more fun. So 
Spider-Man's okay. good. Good to know. Uh, it's entertaining. I've also played a little bit... Um, what's the name? It's a sort of like Westworld-ish kind of game. Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption? Yeah. Very boring game. <laughs> Again, I'm, prob- <laughs> I'm probably not, not in the right... Uh, I haven't played for long enough. But I, I've, one thing that I found with PlayStation games is... Like most of the games are actually there's two kinds of games I find. One that's just like an open world where you can do and walk around and do the silly missions that nobody mm. cares about that don't have anything. It's like and I would somewhat categorize Spider-Man as that like they have a lot of like little side quests where they make you like Oh, like align the waves together to get a point yeah, for a yeah. thing, and oh, like there's three bad guys here. Like, please come and rest. like. It's just yeah. kind. I find it kind of a waste of time personally. Um, and then the mm-hmm. second kind of game is a game where it's basically like a movie, <laughs> where you mm-hmm. you get to play for like five minutes in between like <laughs> the different scenes, <laughs> and I'm just like, look. Mm-hmm. Guys, I want I look okay. I want a story, but I also want to be playing for the majority of the time. <laughs> and I find like Red Dead Redemption is kind of in in the category of this is just a movie, and like mm. I I get to like move the horse from point A to point B <laughs> for like the story to continue, <laughs> but it's also like mm. not the most engaging thing. So. Yeah, you are tough. not wrong. You are definitely not wrong. This open world thing, like trend, every game now has to be open world for no good reason. Uh, it's just a cheap way of adding a lot of content. Just to say that this game takes 120 hours to beat or whatever. Um, I agree. I hmm. every once in a while you do get like that that perfect game. In uh, of course, perfect changes you know according to whoever is judging <laughs> this of course but for me every once in a while you get this perfect game in where the story is compelling it's uh again it's like a narrative driven uh thing it's very immersive so you do feel the story and you feel like it's part of it and that's what's exciting about games and it has incredibly fun gameplay uh and the the fun gameplay is is what makes a game like it's what makes you go back to a game like spider-man i I think it has incredibly fun. Spider Man is like is is very close to that, like the the good ratio of fun gameplay and interesting story. If you're a fan of Marvel and Spider Man as a character, um, then you have games like every Naughty Dog game effectively is like strikes this 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 balance perfectly uh, as well. Like Uncharted, I think it's incredibly fun gameplay and a very compelling cinematic uh, story driven narrative thing um have you have you ever played an uncharted game no i haven't but i played last of us okay last of us is like it's more like the ratio is more story than gameplay i think all the gameplay is still a bit accessible but like it's a more serious tone thing like the gameplay of uncharted is more like indiana jones shooting bad guys and it's kind of like a bit more goofy and it's a bit more it's a bit more engaging as gameplay i feel Mm. like um because like the gameplay of last of us reflects the universe as well like it is supposed to be rough and like gritty and brutal and it's like slow and you know while 
yeah, Uncharted is more like almost like a superhero, like a James Bond type of character who, you know, nothing bad can happen. It's like, yeah, you can <laughs> kill all the bad guys. It's fine. Uh, the one thing I do uh, I have to say, especially when it comes like rec- recommending stuff to you or like people who are new to like did ever own the PlayStation um, is you have to really know how proficient they are with a controller <laughs> in their hands. Because um, if and I don't I still don't know about this. Uh, like I, I haven't placed you exactly on the you know on the scale i'm not <laughs> sure I, I i need to see you play a video game to like know where you are because it will change the recommendation like if you if you're not familiar with a like with a controller if i'm like press x and you have to look down and see which one is x um then it's like oh okay so i'm not that terrible <laughs> you know you're not no no i'm not saying that that's where you land uh, i'm just saying that if that like uh, for someone like that um recommending like Red Dead Redemption or even like Last of Us, it's like, oof, I mean, you're gonna be struggling with the controls itself. It's it's gonna be a frustrating experience if you can't just like, you know, pick it up and move the camera on and like explore the world. If you have that, you know, you can't be immersed in the story if you're still struggling with like make this person move. Um so it, it's the Switch is way more accessible to people, non-gamers, in a way. But still, I mean, Zelda is... You need to be proficient a little bit. Um, so even recommending stuff, uh, games for people, I do need to know where they land, you know, in that spectrum. I don't know where I'm going with this, but, like, it's it's hard for me to give a recommendation. And for you, it's a little bit, like, hit or miss. Because if you're enjoying Spider-Man, I'm like, okay, so you're, you're proficient with... You can... You know, oh, I'm you so can, proficient on the combos in Spider-Man. Them. Like, I'm getting so good yeah. at it. <laughs> so, okay, perfect. Then, cool. But, yeah, yeah. Would... and it's not like I've never played video games in my life, right? Like, um, when we were looking at this, I <laughs> could see, like, so many video games that I've played before. So, for example, like, I have played the first version of Assassin's Creed. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, got, I'm pretty sure I, I beat that. Like, I, I finished it. It was, like, pretty good, pretty enjoyable. Um, another one that I really loved was Ratchet and Clank. I don't know if you've ever played this. Yeah, that's so fun good. to play. Um, so that was nice. It's from the same studio who made Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Insomniac. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, then what else? Uh, Prince of Persia was so much oh, fun. Interesting. For the PlayStation 2, the first one? <laughs> Something like that um yeah i guess playstation do um what else anyways like i kept like thinking of these old games i was like oh Mm -hmm. yeah that was really fun and i was like i can't find something like that now (laughs) okay um i have i have good news for you uh uncharted is a very popular uh franchise game franchise has been made by naughty dog again the pixar video games in my opinion Mm -hmm. and um they made The Last of Us as well, my favorite video game ever. And The Last of Us Part 2 is coming out soon, and I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I diverge. Um, Uncharted 4 uh, came out for the PS4. Was the only Uncharted that came out, I think? Yeah, 3 is still on the... Wait, on the 3, I think. Whatever. Uncharted 4 is the latest Uncharted game. Um, it came after The Last of Us, and it's really, really great. It's a really, It's one of the best games for the ps4 and it's i if i if i were to believe the rumors if i were to believe reddit it's going to be one of the free games like playstation psn free games every you know how every month you have free games no <laughs> oh oh are you are you paying for 
PSN no. thing? I don't forget what they call it. Is this a, oh. a subscription I need to get? Yeah, it's like their online service. Like if you want if you want to play online games and you also get discounts and stuff. And you get like two to three games for free every month. Hmm. This month is gonna be Uncharted Four. Which is like it's incredible that they're releasing this for free. That game is not that old and it's one of the best games ever. Hmm. Um so I was gonna say you're gonna have that game for free, I guess if you wanna to subscribe to PSN. Um, nah, I think I'm just gonna buy it. <laughs> sure. I like I I don't really have a like this is the the next frontier for me. I guess is like I don't really have any desire to play against people online. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I also don't. Um, I'm fun. more interested in the story of the thing and just doing doing my own stuff than you know. I I've, I always feel like I've I've seen like people play Call of Duty and stuff like that like where it's is it call of duty or something like that like these yeah. like these like shooting games or whatever and then you get you get killed in like half a second by kids like <laughs> just no i'm not i'm not interested in that so yeah but cool yeah i'll, ch- I'll check out those games for sure okay this is getting long uh this is what happens when you don't record for oh i had one last we thing should. that i wanted to ask you about <laughs> So okay. so this is basically like Kevin gets in, into uh, gaming corner of layout. So <laughs> we should get a we should I was, get a jingle. When it comes to video games, Kevin sounds like a foreigner, but now he bought a Switch and we have a gaming corner. Yeah, I was I was reading uh just looking at my Twitter, I think. And then uh Penzerino tweeted about it and a couple other people tweeted about it. This new Half-Life game, Half-Life mm, Alex, yes. that's like a VR game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and th- that, like, everyone was just so positive about this game. And I was like, damn, yeah, that looks cool. And uh, I won't lie, it made, made me look to see if there was any Oculus that were <laughs> available for sale. The answer is no. All of it is sold out. But um, I was curious, do you have a thing where you could play this game? Or no, like you're also in the same boat as me where it's we don't have the consoles. I have a Ryan McLeod uh, friend but, who has an Yeah, but you're not allowed <laughs> to see your your Ryan McLeod friend. Yeah, that's true. He's going to FedEx um, me. Yeah, unless... I could drop yeah. it off. Like with a bike. Um, I'll like hold, you know, lower a bucket with a with a, with a rope. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put the thing in a rope. Yeah, That'd be really funny. Um no, I do not have any hardware that can run this. Hmm. I am really excited, but I've been doing a good job of like trying to avoid it because I can't. Like I know if I get really excited, then I'm gonna be, I'm gonna have to buy a VR headset, which I know I will regret. Um, really? So I'll probably just try to borrow, you know, Ryan's and try to see if he will hmm. let me use it to play this game. Uh, I I haven't looked at reviews. I just saw the uh, like the reveal trailer thing when it came out a while back. Um, it's a new game by Valve. That sentence in itself should get anyone excited. Um, and Half-Life is one of the best franchises <laughs> video games ever. And Half-Life 2 was like the best sequel to any game ever. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited because it's very easy to get really excited about this. I haven't seen anything really, any reviews. Or, is it? Is it out? When, when does it come out actually? I think it might be out. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't think my Twitter it. hasn't blew up. I know. At least Benzerino played it and liked it. Ooh, okay. He wrote an article about it. Interesting. Yeah. Ooh, and the point, website sure is you know is doing do. like a Firewatch kind of effect. 
So here's here's from that reveal trailer. Here's the one thing that I'm like that gives me pause. I guess from all of the that gameplay footage that you see, for example, you see the like the player, uh, the character, like uh, leaning against like a like a wall or something, and you can see like the hands like grabbing the thing, the ledge to peek over. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't do that in VR. You you wouldn't like lean against the wall in vr there's no wall like you mm-hmm. would it's like one of those things that looks great in gameplay footage in reality it's not that immersive because you can't like you wouldn't do that <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's no reason for you to use your hands to like lean against stuff that would just be very disorienting if you're playing vr <laughs> yeah like i'm sure you have more experience with vr stuff than i do so maybe, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I was like ready to embrace the, um, <laughs> uh, is it ready player one? The, yeah. The <laughs> like my ready player one lifestyle. <laughs> I was uh-huh. like, well, if we're going to be stuck here, might as well, you know, maybe, maybe I should get a VR headset, but then oh they're God. sold out everywhere. So I, cause I like legitimately looked like, can I get one of these? Uh, hey, the, the hardware is legit. It's, it's really cool. Again, I tried it with the uh, Ryan. Ryan got one. It's really, really, really cool. Even just the UI, like the the OS. Uh, in For VR. which one? So, I forget exactly the name. It's that like the latest. I think it's the Oculus, like the standalone. Thing. Yeah, that's like Oculus Quest. Yeah, there you go. So that, that's the one I tried. Um, it's really cool. It's really yeah, cool. that's the only one I would buy. Like, there's no way I would set up a, a gaming PC <laughs> for this kind of <laughs> stuff. And then the I was considering maybe the PlayStation one, but it, it just doesn't seem like that's the that's the, that's a winner of a console. So, and then it doesn't even support this game. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I got a feeling that the, this Kevin's uh, gaming corner segment is going to be a recurring thing. I'm <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm really excited, actually. Um, Let's see. So cool! This show, this is getting really long. Two hours, man. We have to wrap this up. Uh, okay, I'll do the outro. Hey, people! Remember when we did outros? Um, this is it. It's pretty. It's pretty much the same. Um, if you want to listen to more shows and stuff, you go to spec.fm. It's like a network of podcasts and other resources that we are a part of. Um, I recommend if you want to listen to more design things. Design details is an incredible show by our friends Brian and Marshall. Um, check them out if you haven't. You can follow us on Twitter at layoutfm. We only we tweet like occasionally. Uh, it's mostly when we release a new episode, so that's a great way to stay on top of you know whatever we're doing. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at rafahari. Kevin is at vernalkick. You can find the show notes in the website for this podcast on uh, layout.fm. That's our website that Kevin designed and built. It's really uh, incredible. Oh, I actually just random plug um, <laughs> again. I have so much time on my hands these days uh, I created a page on my website on my portfolio that showcases the layout website so Ooh. if anyone wants to check it out I'll have a link in the show notes I will check it out right now it's very simple oh, God, I still love your website but, uh, hey speaking of websites like personal websites that are incredible your website is incredible and I like I forget just how incredible it is um, another website that I want to give a shout out to is uh, Brian's Brian Levin, mm-hmm. uh, he, I don't know when he like redesigned his website, but it feels new to me. Um, 
it's 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 really great. He's been doing more writing uh, on his blog. Uh, <laughs> check that What's out. A blog? He's great. Uh, Ryan's great. Yeah, that website is, um, you know, like I, I I mentioned this before. Your website, Kevin. Like I look at it and I was like, ah, oh, I love this style. Such interesting like uh, UI choices, some elements, and like this is great. This like looks great, but it's one of those things like, but. I know I don't have it in me. Like this is not my style. It's just something I really appreciate. But I I couldn't do this. I I couldn't arrive at this design by myself. Um, Brian Brian's style, like website style, is like I love it. And I was like I'm I'm frustrated because that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> like I would do something like that. I you know I identify with that style. Like. So it's very frustrating. I love his nav bar and his hover nice. styles. Yeah, it's basically um, right in line with the new iPad stuff. Yeah. Can you tell that he's been working on mobile stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, another plug. Uh, Brian has, has been uh, working on uh, GitHub for iOS uh, and Android. GitHub Mobile. I forget what yeah, they call so it. The project. Uh, it's out of beta. So we talked about it here when it, when it came out in beta. It's out of beta. So if somehow you missed this, um, check it out. I don't know where. Google it. 